Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, y'all. I'm Moni, and you're mixing with Moni, okay? Welcome to my weekly mixer where I take your favorite Bravo shows, TV news, and hot topics, mix it with my opinions and some of my friends' opinions, a little shade, and sometimes a cocktail or two. I'm bringing in my POC perspective to shows we all love. Let's mix it up. Hello, 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 all you beautiful and wonderful mixologists out there. It is your girl, Moni, and you are mixing with Moni, okay? I am so happy because I am recording, I'm on the water, I am in the Baltimore Harbor, can confirm and deny that Mia may live in the same building as my mother. I don't know. I truly don't know yet. There's a lot of evidence to support that me and the new Housewives of Potomac may live in my mom's building. And that's why I'm here. That's why this episode's late. I needed to get to the building, see if I could figure it out. And I'm going to shake down these doormen and get the answers that we deserve. And that that's all I have to tell you. There's a lot of reasons why. As I know more, you will find out more. But I, I truly don't know. I'm not going to stalk the woman. But I will investigate. So Stay tuned for that. Um, Beyond that, I am so excited for today's episode because I am finally going to be talking Potomac. And I've been waiting for this moment since the show finished last season. They gave a full social media and real press rollout for Potomac. The ratings are supporting it. We are over a million on the premiere. I'm so excited you guys are watching. So naturally, I'm thrilled because it's my favorite episode. It's my favorite show. And TV was just really good this week. Potomac, New York was okay to me. Um, And Beverly Hills was like destination television. It was my Nordstrom's semi-annual sale. I'd been making an appointment and I went and I was excited about it. And I am even more excited for the guest that I have today to talk about it. He is Black Excellence in himself. And I'm very excited to have him on to give some Whoo, hot takes, y'all. He was over on my Patreon discussing all the Bravo hot topics of the week and the contrarian in him got the best of me and I was shocked. I didn't know. I warned everyone else. I thought I was prepared. I was not prepared. So <laughs> I am excited to have him on the official podcast. Um, if you want to hear his hot takes on hot topics where we talked about Ramona, we talked about Atlanta sh- casting that had me in shambles. What do you have to say? We talked about OC. We talked about Brown. We talked about everything over there. Head on over to the Patreon and do all that. And you can listen to that. But without further ado, the host of the podcast, me, you, Housewives, and Marvel 2, Kendrick Tucker is here. He is back, and we are going to get into these Housewives girls. Welcome back to the show. I'm giddy right now. I love being here. <laughs> I love our conversations. We get to talk Potomac. Like, how how amazing. Yo, Let's do it. 
Oh, and this highly is favorite, honey. Look, if y'all didn't know, if y'all didn't think Jesus existed before this, you know <laughs> now, okay? <laughs> you know Listen, now. If you never believed before, watch Potomac. <laughs> you might challenge yourself a little bit. Exactly. <laughs> Whatever entity or deity you believe in, know that they, it brought you Potomac. It's, it's here. Okay? <laughs> it's here. <laughs> so even if you are non-religious, you manifested good for yourself. And here we are. Boom. Predestination, baby. Let me tell you something. Potomac is in her faith. It's everyone. It is every woman. It's all in her. Oh my God. Not, not only, listen, you know some shit is good when you get the 75 minute premiere. Like that. Let me tell um, you, I didn't know that. Did you know I did not know no, that it was I didn't either. until I heard it on a podcast? I said, <laughs> was I sitting there that long? I didn't know. And I was listening to two judgy girls and I texted Courtney to, for clarification. <laughs> she was like, the first commercial didn't happen until minute 14. I said, did it really? Mm -hmm. I didn't know. I was just suckered in. I was just in. I right. was zoned in. I, oh my god. Okay, so we, we can't start there because we will literally spend the whole hour talking about the topic. Right. So we have to end <laughs> on a good note. So should we um let's rank our episodes this week. What were your first is your fave, third is your not as fave, but like it was whatever. Like let's rank them, let's give them the Olympic medals. Okay, so everyone that uh, probably was gonna like come over to my podcast and subscribe will probably change their mind after I say this. But <laughs> number one, why are number we starting with the contrarian? So I know, I, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. haven't even asked a real question yet. I know, y'all stick with me though. Stick with y'all. Let me bring <laughs> in. Number one, of course, Potomac. Even even the the pure elation I I felt. I was just so happy they were back. Even when Potomac is just like a conversation between Candace and Giselle, it's everything I need. Like I, I'm just so happy they're back. That ending at Wendy's party, Lord, we gonna get into it, but I, it was everything I needed. Wait, My number, Wendy. <laughs> I did not expect this from Wendy. Like I knew she was gonna get shadier, but with this new body came like new housewife realness oh, when yes. she looked at Mia and said what have you had done it looks like it's a lot I said wait no wait wait I wait, literally hold on hold on <laughs> have you wait ever shrieked minute. have you ever shrieked before yes. I literally said ah <laughs> when she you, said it I was I like oh screamed and paused I said oh and I'm not ready I don't want to know what happened next. and you know what <laughs> The trailer is Wendy heavy. Wendy apparently, <laughs> Wendy's brought it this season and I'm oh, ready she's giving Wendy you everything, honey. Listen. Oh, yes. Well, we'll get into Potomac in a minute, but I remember we said on the Patreon, like this cast is all-star. There is not a single yes. weak link. And I think that matters. Like mm -hmm. they are really giving it to me and it's only been one episode. I'm already just like, should I just wait like the whole season and just like binge it? Like I feel like I want to do that because I don't <laughs> like having to wait seven days. It feels rude. It's too long. Like give give me an episode on Wednesday. No, no, not Wednesday. Wednesday is a loaded ass day. Give me an episode yes. like on Thursday or Tuesday to hold me over to Sunday. Like I, I don't need this long. <laughs> I'll <break>. even take <laughs> the behind the scenes. Like give me all right. the behind the scenes things, like the extra cut out scenes that they used to have. Give mm -hmm. me those filler scenes on like a Thursday, like a 20 minute episode, and I'm fine. And you know what? Matter of fact, since we since we wishing for stuff, bring back the Bravo blogs because we never got to see Potomac blog. I feel like that would be the oh, shadiest mess Giselle on the planet. And Karen would oh just God. deliver. Imagine they would if <laughs> see, and I need that energy. 
Karen is amazing on the spot, but Giselle is great in those confessionals. If Giselle had time to like, she's the write best a blog, confessional person yes. I've ever seen. Her and Karen and those she's balls meany level back to back. at confessionals. Yes, I'm to like, she is amazing. Funny, but the shade is like so spot on that you almost have to agree with her because <laughs> right. she says it in a way that you're like, all right, am I wrong? Right, it's me. you're right. Like it's so good. Who is your silver oh medal? Who are we giving the second place to this week? Okay, this where y'all might beat me up. I love this episode of Roni. I laugh from start to finish. Oh, okay. So Roni, so yeah. talking about that. <laughs> I know Bershawn was a lot for a lot of people, but the fact that like these women were so upset with her and she was like laughing the entire time that they were upset. I love that kind of like, you can say whatever you want. It's not going to bother me energy. I kind of love that. I, I'm I'm happy with what Brashawn gave us. Her and Sonia is a rivalry that I would have never in a million years predicted would happen, but I damn sure like to watch Especially it. since she pretended that she brought her in. Right. I'm like, like wait, that was what? Her so, okay, girl, rolling eyes. And I know we're starting <laughs> off with like dismantling microaggressions very early. It's been like four minutes, but... <laughs> If you did think Bershawn was a lot, I challenge you to ask, your, ask yourself, did you think Leah was a lot in her first season with the tiki torches or did you Hello? stand? <laughs> and if the answer is still, yes, you did. Have you thought Dorinda was a lot or do you miss Dorinda? Because if you miss Dorinda, what you miss is the chaos and that's what we got. Yes. Because this was absolute chaos. You got, Always you literally remember. got Haley's comment with, uh, with Sonia, because you know, you can always count on her to bring the chaos. And then you got a whole new comment that they just discovered three days ago because Pluto ain't a planet no more. They brought that one in and it's just like these two comments have now met and it, it, it gave me, it, it made my Tuesday night, I'm not gonna lie. Cause I kept so literally like- how, <laughs> So is that the reason why Beverly Hills is now your third? Oh, okay, I'll tell you. So since we're just ranking like this week's, you know, episodes, Yes, Beverly indeed. Hills this week was way too Lisa Renna and her children heavy. Like I could have done oh. without all of that. Like I don't, you know me. Oh. I, if y'all, if y'all don't know, like I know some of y'all have never heard me before, but you know me and Lisa Renna, she doesn't know it, but we've been mortal enemies for a long time. But I'm coming <laughs> back around. <laughs> I'm coming back around on Lisa Renna a little bit. But what's not gonna bring me around is Scott Disick. What's not gonna bring me around is this little boy from what is it too hot to handle or love, love island? island i don't know okay i'll bust it because i i just oh i just got on the love island train this week and i've been binging and i'm kind of loving it i'm not gonna lie but it's a lot oh. i don't know if i'll be able to watch it live because lord big brothers three days a week that's three that's neither here nor there but that's why it kind of fell off of me a little bit but the beginning was everything like i don't know why this sudden versus crystal mess is tickling me so much but it is <laughs> it is it's because crystal said no <laughs> I've, yes. I've not seen, we've seen backhanded apologies, but rarely do we just see how I'd be like, no, I'm not giving into this production thing. Like, I love I'm not it. giving into y'all trying to drum up a scene or whatever that can be used <laughs> later as leverage. Like, well, you said this, you did that, your apology wasn't great. So then later on, she could be like, I actually didn't think your apology was genuine. You're like, well, I thought we moved on. No, I've been festering. She said, I'm just going to mm -hmm. not give you one. Exactly. Done. She didn't, she, she wanted some and she didn't get it. See, and Crystal, they didn't know what to do with that information. They really oh, didn't. They all looked shook. Like, oh well, I guess no. 
Exactly. Because like Sutton has done, Sutton has tried her best to like make herself like to be the biggest victim in this situation. And it's like, wait, how did this all start? Like, am I crazy? Wait, what happened? Crystal's the one that needs to constantly apologize. Like, if y'all don't get out of here somewhere, it's it's a lot. It's a lot. But I'm loving Crystal. Woo. Absolutely. Um, okay, so then let's start with New York. Okay. Then I think that silver is a great place to start. Sure. Um thoughts on this episode. I Any really really things to say. Oh, so I uh, for me at least, uh the best thing was because I feel like initially Brashawn's entrance was a tad bit off-putting to me. I'm not going to lie. It mm -hmm. was, I was like, okay, I'm not sure if I'm going to get into this or dig this, but Brashawn, I'm seeing how she earned that friend role because she definitely is not afraid, but she's still like, she's one of those people that's like, you know, the inspirational person all day long, but then like the inspirational person that will also write a book about how to beat somebody's ass. Like, I love that. That's the kind of energy that I need. And I think they needed a, they needed a different presence coming into New York to just kind of not shake things up, but to really kind of catch everybody off guard because that's when we get mm -hmm. like the best stuff. They literally were not expecting to be called boring. And it's like, well, uh, <laughs> like she- mm, Look at shoe fits. Right. You know, it's like, the Cherish Twins on the Encore. Look, I, I bring up the Encore every chance I get. But like the Cherish Twins, you know, like they they can be a lot for a lot of people. But one thing they don't do is lie. They have been very honest this entire show. Like they're them saying that like the girls from 702 can't sing. Well, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> no lies told. I'm just saying, man, I like that Bershawn is kind of bringing this energy where she's catching people off guard and they're having to really kind of think of how they're feeling in a moment and they're having to think about how they want to portray it on TV too. Cause you can tell like Luann's gears are really spinning in this episode. Like, am I going to be mad about this or am I going to let this go? And she's like, no, I'm going to actively choose to not be okay with being called a grandma. I mean, they all technically are grandmother age. Right. <laughs> like that's the whole point. And I think that's what the trigger was is because they know that they're feeling with their age and mm -hmm. that they think that Bravo's trying to cast younger because they want the show to skew younger, which yep. I will say that was always the reason when I started getting into all the housewives, New York took me the longest. I did not watch New York until my junior year of college is when I started it because I genuinely thought that they were going to be too old. For mm -hmm. me, like to get into, like as a college person, I'm like, they're not gonna, I'm not gonna feel it. Like, I'm not gonna get it. Like, it's not, it's why Vanderpump Rules became my favorite show because mm -hmm. I was watching Beverly Hills and I liked it. And then they kind of played it into Vanderpump Rules. And I was like, oh, these are more my people because they were like in their 20s. They were barely 10 years older than me. They were like doing <laughs> the things. And I was like, oh, they're having fun and they're doing young stuff. And this mm -hmm. is more me. I thought New York was going to be too sophisticated too rich, too stuffy. Little did I know that was, they're the least of the bunch of the, all, right. all those things. <laughs> but they want them to skew younger, but nothing about rich women from, rich white women from the Upper East Side of Manhattan feels young and fun. Even to young white mm -hmm. women of, of non-Manhattan. They feel like they're not in the, in, the, in the thick of it. You know what I mean? Right, exactly. And you, you know what, New York has always on the outside looked a little stuffy. And that's kind of been their problem. Like, you know, with when you find out there's a whole countess 
on the cast. You're like, uh, Girl, I think I might. Let, yeah. Titles. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know titles. Like, I don't know any of that. And that's the thing. It's like also the whole idea of like the Upper East Side, the way they were portraying it, like you see it in TVs and movies, is like they don't go south of a certain street because of that they don't mm-hmm. want to intermix and mingle so if the show is built around the other side i'm not there if i went to new york that's not where i'd be visiting right. as a young person under 35 under 45 like you know i would be in the mix right i'm trying to go you want to be downtown you want to be uptown you're going to right. Harlem, brooklyn you know you're going out you're doing exactly stuff. what they're doing over in times square <laughs> yeah like you want to go and have some brunch you don't want right. to eat oysters with ramona you don't want to do that <laughs> right and you don't want to have to look up and be like what is that brown on my floor ramona did you do something you know like you don't want to have to question all that you just like look Talk to me about let me it have do some you fun, love the okay? storyline okay look <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> It is a little off-putting. It, I feel like it's the storyline. Okay. It's the storyline that, like, you know, that we always know is there. But Chelsea said it best this week. She was kind of like, "I feel like no one really talks about this the way we should be talking about this because it's kind of alarming." And I feel like maybe Ramona should. Are we at the point where she needs to like seek medical attention to find out what's going wrong, or? Does she need the pins? Does she just need the pins? Right. This might be a deal. Like, I mean, if Lisa, if Ramona Singer starts showing up places in the pins, I feel like the pen sales will go through the roof because we've literally seen her shitting on the floor for how many years now? Like, if if you finally are accepting it, then I can too. Mm, I see. I do see. And now talk to me a little bit about this scene with Bershawn and the back and forth. It, 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 so who said that it gave them the whole Sheree and Marlo vibe? <laughs> that made me laugh. I said, I it, do yes. see some similarity. I think that was Raven that did that. <laughs> yes. Oh, <laughs> oh my, my God. Favorite scenes ever. Oh my God. <laughs> you know how people like will say what scene like defines a show? That's one of the Atlanta scenes that I feel like is just like that's the one that I automatically think of. I think of that. I think of like the season six reunion moment between Kenya and Portia. Like there are a few things, but that one is definitely. Oh, yeah. I think of that. Know. I think of the season six reunion. I do think of. I said what I said, and then mm-hmm. Candy's response, well, what you said was some bullshit, Bush, which exactly. I think it needs more attention sometimes. Right. Um, and who gonna check me, boo, is, mm-hmm. it's amazing to me, not because of what she said, it's because of who she said it to. It was her lawyer. <laughs> it was. You were in a like, full how screaming match. you have match. a whole screaming <laughs> match, a messy screaming match with your lawyer? Can I tell you my favorite part about this scene when while they're actively like I'm talking about screaming at the top of their lungs, someone literally has to come and close the door because they are way too loud in his office. The woman is like, oh, y'all are doing this. OK, let me close this door. And then not only did they close it, they stayed there and waited until it looked like it got too heated and they all came rushing back in. I was like, you know what? This is chaos. This is oh what God. I came to see. Kendrick, oh yes. <laughs> is Sheree the Dorinda of Atlanta? Oh. Maybe not as like drunk, but like 
inappropriately messy, will get there, go there mm-hmm. with you. The storyline is getting very much real, but also very much tragic. The house right. takes too long. We do feel weird about it. Like the Chateau Charest has been a thing for the longest time. The, the same longest. way Dorinda's Bluestone Manor has now been a thing for the longest time. We mm-hmm. love being there. We don't know what's going to happen. Chaos always ensues. And they're constantly getting into the face of people who are of equal or greater spar than them. I oh. think Sheree might be a Dorinda. I, weirdly enough, I feel like that is probably the most accurate comparison I've ever heard. That, yeah. that, that might be, we need to like have someone from Harvard or Princeton or somebody <laughs> like do a whole like comparison about this. Cause I know for a fact, Real Housewives will be taught in classes in years to come. Oh, it, like, is. it needs to, there yeah. Are plenty needs- of, there are plenty of Housewives. I've actually been in at least two classes where Housewives have been using someone's thesis, like their paper. Like See, it happens. They bring it up in academia all the time. See, they had me doing like the wire when I was in school. So I'm like, let me talk about the housewives. Like, did y'all see Nene last week? Like, let me talk about that. Yeah. Like, I guess I'll talk about. <laughs> it's, it's... Wow, that's so interesting. We will continue to develop that. Y'all, please DM me or something if you feel that that's true. Yes. Or we you need have examples a better comparison. Point. Right, because I'm giving it's giving Dorinda energy, who isn't like the alpha, the front person of the show, but for some reason their energy is missed when not around, and you know it's there when it is around. It take it doesn't suffocate the room, but it is very, very, very present and strong, and that's a good thing for TV, Mm -hmm. huh? I'm interested in that. Um, yeah, so talk to me more about this scene uh, between Bershawn and your thoughts and how the women were choosing to feel, react. Are you, I imagine you're on the side of Bershawn. You enjoy her, <laughs> um, her reactions to their reactions to her. I, it, it was, whew, it was a lot. You know what? I always, for some reason, tend to side with the person that's being ganged up on, even when it's like justifiably a gang up. Same, same, same. <laughs> right. It was me and Denise. I didn't mm-hmm. care, didn't really love her or hate her. It was as soon as they all went after her, which we will talk about on Beverly Hills next. I was yes. uh, I was actively like, oh, I'm then I gotta be team Denise because y'all are doing the most and this doesn't even make sense. Right. Um, same with James Kennedy on Vanderpump Rules. The moment that they all came at him and I watched him take on the entire reunion by himself, I was like, oh no, he needs somebody on his side because this is ridiculous. Like this right. is ridiculous. Y'all, he right. brought his girlfriend out and y'all are all yelling at her and he's defending her and to all of you and he's by himself. This is trash. And he's the youngest one on the cast. Right. Grow up. Sorry, go ahead. Please keep going. No, that, that was a word right there. That was a whole ministry that you just gave me because I felt that in my spirit. They, I'm, okay. I'm Bershawn. I, I did, <laughs> I love what Bershawn gave. I think I just like the actual like unhinged moment. I love it when someone is just like cracking up when people are like genuinely screaming and so upset at them and that's definitely like what Bershawn was doing like she she sat there she told him like she didn't mean any harm by the comment either like I can understand like if it was something like if it was something that like deserved a huge reaction like man y'all are y'all are terrible mothers or something like that like that would be like okay like you going too far now but like her calling them grandmas like when they're acting you know, not girls. Yes, right. It's like okay, like y'all doing the most, and I, I get it, Rashawn. Okay, 
I get it. So I was a little, I was a little, I was team Brashawn on that one. And then once she tried to apologize and stumble in and claim that she was drunk, he was like, okay, now wait a minute. I ain't see you drink that much at the table, but okay, Brashawn. <laughs> and so what? Right. I'm having a right. good time. We're on vacation in right. Salem. Insight, child. We're here for five days. How do you feel about these long excursions, especially on New York? Because in New York, we were in the Hamptons. It was like three episodes and they were only there for like a few days. And now we're in Salem for five days. So this is what going to be the rest of the season. Right. And it's like, y'all, y'all keep doing this stuff with, for some reason. Okay. So like they've done it on every show now that filmed with COVID. So I guess there was Bravo's like sweeping solution. Cause they, you know, they immediately went to Lake Tahoe and Beverly Hills they immediately uh, took a trip in Jersey. Did they go down to the shore? Was that early or was that later? It was one um, of them. Yes, they did. Yeah, they went. They they went immediately to the shore. Yeah. So whatever trip that Jackie didn't come to at first, they went like they took a trip there, and so like I guess that was like their sweeping kind of solution to this. And I guess depending on the cast, it may work. But doing this would like it's a bit of a struggle sometimes because. I feel like New York is one where we need to like kind of see them in their element. Like I know New York was like shut down, 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 but like seeing them in their home life might help a little bit because, oh boy, like these K, I don't know, like them being together and then like so like two cast members going through like the death of their grandmas and then two of them not drinking and then like Sonia with this townhouse and all like it's really just like you have so many people out of their element thinking about other things, taking a group trip. And it's like, uh, I don't want to, you know, like when I go on group trips, I'm trying to put everything aside. I'm like, I don't want to mm-hmm. think about that. I don't want to think about work. I don't want to think about uh the, the, the boy at my job. I want to slap if I see him in the street. Like, I'm not trying to think about none of that while I'm out on vacation. I just want to get drunk and do like this. So I get the energy that Bashan was coming with. I can imagine someone that's like a two-time breast cancer survivor, stage four at that I can imagine like you're trying to live life to the fullest and like you get an offer to be on a reality TV show that you love for years. It's like, you know what? I'm trying to have fun. I didn't expect y'all to be, you know, looking over your glasses at dinner, trying to figure out what you about to order. And then we go down to a library to have a party, a quote unquote party. I get it, Sean. I get it. I agree. I do. I think I honestly am shocked that she didn't get I think they might have demoted her. I think she probably was supposed to be full-time. That's my mm-hmm. thought. I think that she was, and they maybe didn't feel like there was enough storyline there or something, or and this is just true tea. Maybe mm-hmm. they thought there was only room for one black person at a time and Ebony gave them more of the narrative that they wanted. And mm-hmm. I say that because, and some people did bring this up to me, I have not finished and concluded doing my research. So I will say this, who Ebony was on Fox News and who she is portraying on New York are not matching that. Right. And people are having question cause and concern for it. It's, it's Because a they're like, the answer, the feeling that the, the rhetoric that she's spewing on um, New York isn't necessarily lining up with the rhetoric that she was spewing on Fox News, where this is just simply factual. I did see at least one interview where she was basically defending her mom being a Trump supporter. And there's 
that is that was her job at the time and that was her thing at the time she even said she knew a lot of people like Ramona Singer Fox News but I'm mm-hmm. like if your whole thing on Fox was to be like this middle ground person and kind of like a sympathizer with the you know the Trump supporters or the right or whatever a it would make sense why you might be friends with Leah Leah is uh right. I think she's a, a libertarian or something like that she wrote mm-hmm. for Meghan McCain's husband's paper um so she is like that is more where she skews as well um my thoughts on that from previous episodes mm-hmm. and but it makes sense why you'd be friends with Leah but then it also then would not make sense why you would be coming down so hard on the women but also why you'd be friends with Ramona that would make sense to me so I almost would feel like right. okay, just do that but when she said I think what caused people to have concern is when she said like I needed to make sure the group that I was getting in with are weren't white supremacists or something like that. I too would like to make sure the group I'm getting in with are not white supremacists. Right. <laughs> We're not talking about your your grandmother and great grandmother's old school white supremacy with the masks and everything, although we could be. But we're talking right. about a very modern day white supremacy where it's just like there's no room for anyone else but us and giving up something of ourselves or from for us that we feel like we deserve for reasons we don't know mm-hmm. um shouldn't be given to anyone else that like, there is no more room for you that is what she's meaning it's like right you say it, yeah you might matter or maybe you don't say that you know her life matters but you're saying well that means that my life matters less so i'm not with it and that is where she's talking about modern day white supremacy where you feel that anything, any bit of equity and equitableness and equality that we could dispense might mean something less of you and you're not ready to give that up, even if it means other people live different, live better, stay alive. That is what she's meaning. However, exactly. if she's going to say that statement on New York, it just is, it's giving me question mark above head, like blue, blue question <laughs> that, the, it just feels like that may contradict the same the messaging that she had when she was on at Fox News. Right. Not I'm not supporting or denying or anything any claims that any one group of people are one way or the other. Because I'm not getting into that conversation with y'all. I just don't want to do it, and I won't do it. So don't ask mm-hmm. me. Right. <laughs> but I will say it's interesting that that is something that she would say on Roni. I want to make sure that this and that, and she's like actively pushing all of this activism, which I'm fine with. I don't give, I, that's fine. I actually think Roni needs a wake up call. I don't right. know if she was the right person to do it. That's what I'm saying. I don't know right. if she was the right person to do it because of what is already existed on the internet that she said in contrarian to that. Right. Cause you know, but, like I, we all have like different, we probably all came with like a different, depending on your background or what your entertainment, you know, uh, values or what you like to watch and stuff. We probably all came with a different perception of Ebony. Cause like I was coming from right. like the, I watched Revolt TV. Uh, yes, I listened to the Breakfast Club, mm-hmm. you know, like that Ebony. So like none of this, this she was saying on the show. Yes. Like nothing was surprising me. I'm like, oh, y'all just didn't know Ebony because like I her and Charlemagne interacting on Breakfast Club and so like her and Angela Yee I'm used uh, to this like I love like this. I know everybody <laughs> he's a lot. I, I a got lot. the bus the bus always stops with him which makes me mad because yes. everything he everybody he works with I like 
Right. Everybody That's they the interview, thing. I like. And then I get on there and I'm like, you are doing this so that you will gas a fire. And I cannot. Like, I hate mm-hmm. it. I hate it. I hate it. They incite so much vitriol and everyone who comes on there with peace, they come right. on there calm and leave like, <laughs> what the heck? Like, right. oh, it's so extra. I oh, But no, I get what you're saying because mm-hmm. I am like, this is who she is. I know what she's saying on Roni. She believes and she is true. It's part of her messaging. I'm mm-hmm. just saying it may, if she... I'm not saying she needs to be a better person on New York, like to get in with these women, because I actually say actually fully F these women. Like I don't care for right. Nona. I do not care for Luann. And I actually mm-hmm. think Sonya's a flip-flopper. I like her as an oh, absolutely. In this situation. I don't like I don't like the vibe that I'm getting. I don't like how I, I don't know how she's moving. I didn't mm-hmm. it didn't sit right with me with the Koi Pong conversation. And it's not sitting right with me that mm-hmm. she was definitely agreeing and mm-hmm with Luann and Ramona, but in, it was in Ebony's face telling her a different story. And then when Ebony's just trying to have a party, she was like, by the way, I think Ramona's trying to just be you have you as her black friend. Or she right. doesn't want anybody else to be on the Instagram or something like that. And I'm like, okay, but she wasn't in that space to receive that. And you did not even ask if she should if she wanted to contemplate her own friendships right now. That was weird to me. But so yep. it's giving me a lot of back and forth. But I'm just saying that if she, the, the version of who she was on Fox News, mm-hmm. if she said some of the same sentiments or whatever, I just could see that person and the revolt person coexisting and not bringing it up in front of, or not being like a trigger for Ramona and Luann. I don't care if they're triggered. I really don't. But since, Me since other people <laughs> really care about their fragility, like, right. <laughs> they were sweating in the tears. I'm like, why do I care that this Shall. woman is triggered by this other woman? Why, right. why do I care? You're on an ensemble cast of women who are going to upset you. What do you want? Like, right. Quite often. Is she entitled to make sure that she placates you and like tiptoes around you? No. That's housewives. Girl, get with it. Like, I don't care if Ramona and Luann are triggered, but it is interesting to me that it doesn't match up. But again, I'm going to fully finish doing my deep dive. I'm going to listen to all the revolts. I'm going to listen to all her Fox News clips. I'm going to do it Mm -hmm. all because I have time today. You're doing the Lord's work. I want to see what the matchup is. But yeah, New York wasn't bad for me this week. I actually just feel like Brashawn should have gotten a full-time Apple, and I think she's definitely on her way to earning it faster than Elise was. Yes. Yes. She's in the mix, <laughs> and I think that there is room for more than one of us at the table, especially considering New York is a diverse state and sure. city. So it's okay if we have two Black women on there because it shows that there are complexity in who Black women are. They think differently. They don't all get along and think the same thing. Mm-hmm. They just pretty much all agree they don't want you to be racist, but that's about it. Right. Some of them are cool with that, depending on who you ask. Like there's <laughs> right. complexity there, and I like that. And the reason why we need complexity on those shows, I will repeat this every time I get the question, mm-hmm. is because, and we don't, we don't, we haven't needed it yet on Potomac, but we had it on Atlanta. So y'all bringing up that we don't have diversity on Atlanta. Kim was on there more than a day, people. She was right. on there for years, right? Years, like, yep. and yet that, Potomac was the answer to Bravo's question of, can we cast an all black franchise and it stick? Mm-hmm. And it stuck, but it's they tried it stuck. before and it didn't do it. Married in Medicine, they didn't make that a whole housewife thing or whatever, they made it a different concept because they mm-hmm. didn't want to, it seemed like they didn't want to taint the brand and they couldn't do an all black cast on Atlanta without Kim because they didn't think that would sell. 
And the reason mm-hmm. why Kim sold was because she was talking to Sweetie sideways, talking about fried chicken with an yep. older man. She was watermeloning it up, calling Nene girl and, tri- and chick and everything like that. And mm-hmm. she was trying to say that she was a black girl on a white girl's body. And at the time, y'all bought that. That's fine. It was good right. at the time. But Potomac is here and it shows that you can indeed have a cast of different women who are black and have they have different perspectives of what that means. And mm-hmm. we need that as well because we have seen it on every other franchise for white women. That's yep. just, that's all it is. There's and I love the five fact other ones. Exactly. Like I love the fact that too, they Potomac is cast like so perfectly that like even people are questioning like okay well because you know we have that conversation like in the black community all the time well you know she she black but she ain't black black or you know she ain't she ain't black black yeah. and all like a this lot so of people have a lot of concern about you right know, tagline which i do get that what is it i'm trying to think what's her, her tagline, tagline <laughs> is the key to this pretty face is staying in the shade oh lord mm-hmm. <laughs> it's giving clever but it's all I'm also not a person who is um necessarily dark dark like in general like I don't have very deep complexion mm-hmm. I look more like my dad my mom might felt differently and the people who have brought this to my attention like mm, that sounds a little bit like I keep myself nice and light they are all of them were people who are deeper complexion than me so I was like oh I do I feel like I can see it it's mm-hmm. not my like experience so I'm not going to tell them that you didn't catch what you caught because they right, would know right. before I would know so right. I'm like oh I'm just going to keep that in the forefront of my mind but now every time I hear it I, I low-key it. Right. It, it does I, give me a little bit of complexionism I had never even thought about that because you know when she said whenever I hear shade, I was just like, yeah, because Giselle is the the shady, one of the shadiest people right. on TV. So I just assume. But now right. that you say that, I'm like, oh. <laughs> Someone was like, no, it's giving double on entendre. Right. Yeah. And I said, oh, well, I don't Miss think I like the first entendre. That yeah. Sense. So yeah. yeah, it's it's giving very much of that. So, um, but go ahead. What were you saying? Uh, oh, I have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> We're all tangents over here, people. Like, right? Oh, Potomac. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, yeah. You know how people like people like for the longest time were trying to shade the Potomac cast because they were like, well, yeah, it's an all black girl cast, but they all light skin or they all this and they all that, and you know, of course, they always tried to like say that. I I love the fact that like, we have like a cast member like Robin who, uh, you know, she dyes her hair, like it's blonde and she has the green eyes, but she's always like, no, I'm, you know, my parents, I look just like my mom and my dad. I'm a black woman. Like I identify as a black woman. I am a black woman. So nobody's going to tell me, you know, like this or that. So it's really, we really like get the gambit now. And I feel like mm-hmm. people don't appreciate the black gambit as much as they should. Like they want like you know, some people, depending on, you know, their preferences, they want their black person to, you know, be loud, boisterous. Yes, honey, this, that. And so, like, they can't appreciate the other side of someone calm and collected because then to them, that person is boring. And so right. we need all of all of the representation you're going to give us, we need to see on TV. Which so is actually why I'm all. very, I'm very glad that the Karen and Giselle, like, feud is as favored as it is because it does Mm -hmm. show us in a different light we can be shady and messy and they rarely ever actually get 
that deep into it to where it is boisterous or anything like that. And right. it's still freaking amazing to watch. Oh, it's Because everything. we can do that. Like, humans are complex. Like, that is the whole point. And we've, again, been able to see that complexity on your OC, your Dallas, your mm-hmm. um, Beverly Hills, um, your uh, New York, your at um, New Jersey, which remember, they were all Italian. So if you have zero problem with that, like yep. they weren't even just all one race. They were all one <laughs> like, like culture. Right. And everybody <laughs> loved it. They thought it was the best thing ever. They're flipping tables and pulling hair and they're prostitution whoring and they're mm-hmm. punching people and they're tackling each other. Cameramen fell over in the christening. Oh, yes. Oh, the camera was- fell. And I feel like we don't we don't acknowledge enough that that all happened at a baby christening. Like and where, it all happened where... episode I think one. Oh, it was episode of one of three. season three. Yes. Yes, it happened yes. episode one of season three. That's how we <laughs> opened the show. Right. And it's it honestly has really only calmed down because it's been a little bit more boring. But it also, you know, since we've gotten some other people on there who are not necessarily Italian. Um, like mm-hmm. Jen and Jackie, and mm-hmm. though they are, and even Mars, I think she's Hungarian. Though they're all still, you know, white presenting, there's still complexity mm-hmm. on that show, and no one has an issue there. But some reason, Potomac and Atlanta must immediately be reprimanded for being. Yeah. Like, how dare they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you, let's get to the women who. <laughs> these are these are white women that I absolutely adore. It's the Beverly Hills cast. I'm having a great time. I don't know why. I have I'm no loving idea this season. Why. You know what? It's so much fun. Someone asked Even me that Erica too. Is terrible. Right. <laughs> People are I like, hate that I'm having fun with this. People are asking me like, uh, what's the difference between like, you know, all these like our staple shows like, you know, Atlanta and New York, like struggling so hard during COVID, but like a Beverly Hills is shining. I'm like, well, Beverly Hills really had nowhere else to go but up like they had been kind of struggling for a while and like now they're actually giving us cast members that like actually are looking forward to delivering drama to us like that's yes. a good thing they did great they've gotten much better at casting this uh, like beverly hills and they actually are ready to mix it all up so beverly hill they, they're doing what they need to do they're doing what we've been wanting them to do for like three or four years now so I'm having an yes. amazing time with Beverly Hills. Yes. So the, the episode is pretty much broken up into two major parts or three major mm-hmm. parts. There is the Crystal and Sutton feud that we're concluding where she <laughs> says no to the apology, but she does apologize when she knows more about why Sutton's triggered for triggering her in that way. Um, mm-hmm. But stands by her words. And I appreciate the way Crystal handled that. I'm like, yes. yes. She's like, I'm not changing my words. And she's standing in her convictions. And I wish more housewives would do that and not waver. Um, mm-hmm. But she's like, I'm not here to hurt you. So if that is how you feel, I'm not, A, I don't know that. So I don't owe you an apology just because you're hurt. But now knowing that, thank you for telling me, sorry that that's how you feel. But that is <laughs> like that's very housewifey of her and i was appreciative of that and they kind of were able to squash it and then um we basically move into uh covid and how kyle gets it, it was basically like a super spreader event and kyle gets mm-hmm. covid right. and, Dorit, and i think um kathy too right yeah it was three of them that got it 
Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I think all three got sure. it. Um, and they all get their their the thing. We f- somehow only focus on Kyle getting it, which was very weird to me. Right. Um, but they're filming basically on Zoom because they're supposed to be quarantining, but that's when Erica gets all this news. But before that, you also said that you didn't <laughs> love this episode because of Lisa Renna. And I realized I fast forwarded so much of it, but I did write in my notes, <laughs> why do we care? Question mark. Like, yes. <laughs> I love that Lisa had all her Hervé Ledger, like uh, 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 original bandage dresses. That is timely. That mm-hmm. is fashion. Put that on like bravotv.com. Right. Do like Bravo Insider or whatever that stuff is that they Why do, do like I care that she's FaceTime and Delilah? We don't. <laughs> and that was the <laughs> issue. Okay. Like I I feel like I've, I've felt like this a while, but I feel like Lisa Renner's daughters are kind of being shoved down our throats. And it's By not her. something. Right. And it's not something I'm very interested in. Sorry. It's, she wanted to be Yolanda so bad. And she's so glad Yolanda so is gone. Bad. She really thinks that she could do it now. The Kardashians made her. The Kardashian adjacency is what she thinks is going mm-hmm. to get her kids finally there. It's not. In fact, mm. Sophia Richie, when she dated Scott Disick, lost almost every brand deal that she had, pretty much. Like, see. she did not soar. She plummeted because they did not want to see a girl that young being, like, preyed on by this older dad. Like, right. no, it's weird. Who historically like, preys on young girls. Thing. Mm. Right, like this is not a good thing. In fact, the the track record should concern you. Also, mm-hmm. he's not even a Kardashian. He's Kardashian adjacent. Exactly. So you are Jason adjacent. Like it's too exactly. much. Exactly. You're still going to be the beta to Yolanda's alpha. Like that is just how mm-hmm. that is. She had two daughters who one became a supermodel within the same year of being like a model. And she actually is best friends with the Kardashians. <laughs> right. And that's the thing. Like, <laughs> and, and, and Lisa's like, do I text Chris Jenner? Why? Scott's not her son. <laughs> right. The lady ain't got nothing to do mother. with this. The father of her grandchildren, but so are many other men. And you know what? I love you know what? <laughs> that shade hit me a little that shade hit me a little late. But <laughs> I'm happy to do it for you. I love a delayed shade. I know. Look, I was about to move on. I'm like, and you know, I was like, wait a minute, damn, that was a... <laughs> but you so know what kills many me? Other men. Right. That kills I, it probably kills Lisa Renner that we got a Kardashian appearance last season at a charity event, but we'll never get another one again, even with your daughter dating Scott Disick. Not going to happen. Also, it must kill her that she still doesn't have any access to Chris, and that's Kyle's best friend. Right. Like, Chris generally going to Kyle's house for sleepovers. They have slumber party together (laughs) with Faye Resnick. And it must kill Lisa Rinna that Chris will... Hang out with Faye Resnick, the morally corrupt. Morally corrupt Faye Resnick. I just hate that Lisa uses her daughter as her only storyline because she has nothing else that she wants to tell us. And that is cause for concern to me, but also stop it. Like, and and what's worse to me is that it's Amelia. It's her eating disorder. It's Mm -hmm. her money. It's her being dogged out, you know, for being privileged and you having her peer her contemporary come to sell her a house and be like look 
this girl is working while you're spending $5,000 a month because you want a doorman. Oh, I created a monster. Like, do, you know what I mean? Like that, that show mm-hmm. of comparison of like Kyle's daughter's responsible, but my daughter necessarily like isn't. Like she's like more of a money spender. And now it's her fucking sex life. <sighs> I don't love a, it. I don't much. understand right. how we're doing this to Amelia. I don't get it. Like I don't get it. If she wants to do that for herself on social media, she got IGTV and stuff, but she did not sign a contract with Housewives of Beverly Hills. And she's grown. So I don't understand why this is your storyline. Listen, I've loved Garcelle since like I was a child because Jamie Foxx show used to be my favorite show. Coming to America yes, obviously was my movie. Like I've loved Garcelle. The moment for me she became a housewife, like a house housewife, was when she questioned Lisa Renna, do you think that you doing all of this is good for your children? Like no one else is willing to like ask these kind of questions or have this kind of introspective work that we're all like, I feel like the viewing audience is kind of like, when we watch a lot of this stuff and she's kind of the person that's like you know what do you think that's okay or do you do this or do you do that like yeah i need i needed her on this show to be asking these questions that's why i I mean we'll get to it in a second but she asked kyle on when they were on the balcony she was like maybe she's a different person that we don't know i'm like that's Mm -hmm. it why is it impossible for y'all to believe that this woman actually had things that she hid from you right i don't understand do y'all tell you all your best friends every single thing that goes on in you and your husband's finances? I don't think right. you do. So Hello? it's not like she would, why would she treat y'all as forensic accountants and tell you everything? Like it's possible you don't know how she got her money because you met her when she already had it. So it's mm-hmm. possible. And mm-hmm. I like the girl so I was asking that question. But yeah, it's just, I didn't love that she was doing, you know, that Lisa is, is focusing so much on Amelia and everything and her daughters in general. It's it's not great, and I it, it to me it opens up the door for someone like Sutton to bring her ever so proper daughter in there, quarter, and say, mm-hmm. "Yeah, I don't actually think that our girls will be getting together for a play day." Which <laughs> don't love, love, love Sutton always, but I do think that I do think she just bit off more she that she would be in on an ensemble cast as a person who was probably never in the cool people group. Not that she's right. used to be, but I think it still really haunts her that mm-hmm. she has all this money and she still is getting singled out by someone who is rich and pretty and everything. You know what I mean? Like she still yep. can't be in the alpha group because Crystal has just as much money and is gorgeous and is tall and is confident and everything and thin. Like she has all these things. Mm-hmm. And I think Sutton is like, I don't fit couture clothes, so I have to buy certain things. Like she's like, I think she's somehow, even though I think Sutton's body is rocking, but I think she thinks it's not. And that right. all she can wear are these damn shift dresses. Right, the baggy, like, loose-fitting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, like, girl, you can dress. If you've got a good little body on you, keep that. Mm-hmm. Like, do that. But I think that she still feels very insecure around Crystal because she's asking Crystal constantly, what is it about, like, why, or Crystal's like, what is it that I said? And she's like, I think it's just you. I'm like, you're just triggered by her. Like, you're just triggered by her being there because you thought that you'd be able to be in this group and be equal because you have more money than most of them mm-hmm. and <laughs> like you have connections to fashion and this is the group for that but then crystal comes along and you think there can only be one of you when literally there's both of you you were both casted exactly see that that's why there's so much like underlying like tension between the two of them 
See, Sutton acted like she couldn't for the world figure out why Crystal said she was jealous. She was jealous because she got that Bravo announcement, that Bravo Instagram announcement that we got a new diamond holder in town, okay? That's why it's a little bit of attention between the two of you. You know why she said she was jealous. I understood why she thought she was jealous. Mm -hmm. Uh, She's married still. Her husband loves her. Her kids are young and they still think the world of her. And she is like got that announcement like you said but she is crystal gives off an energy that she is popular like that she could and not right. in a bad way that she could be friends with anyone that she can talk to anyone like mm-hmm. that she is you know if anybody wants to know how my actual encounter with crystal wins and her friend it is also on my patreon simply because i don't want to spend 45 minutes telling y'all about it because it, we were there for a long time <laughs> but the gist is if you don't want us to talk to the that patreon, picture the broke is, the internet it, it. it did more than my engagement picture. I'm a little play. I, mean, I get it. I get it. But Maya felt, fiance Maya felt some kind of way. She was like, oh man, I'm going to be the highest rated one. I said, no, it's Crystal. I'm sorry. We love you too, though. <laughs> right. Yeah, you cute too, boo. It's okay. But honestly, the gist was she's really never met a stranger. Even her friend was like, she's been friends with everyone. Like, you know, they were mm-hmm. roommates in college who I who I talked to. They were best friends since they were eleven. They were roommates in college, and everyone told them, "Don't do that. You won't be you won't be best friends anymore." They're even closer now. The girl literally flew to DC just so she could see her friend. That was it. That was it. Wow. But she had to do Watch What Happens Live in the middle of her trip, and she went to New York. But she didn't fly to New York. She flew to DC. Wow. That she wanted to be with her friends. So mm-hmm. she's never met a stranger. She really likes to talk to people. And she's always been in a bubble of just got a lot of big social people. And it's worked out for her. And Sutton has prided herself on being a socialite. And she kind of isn't anymore outside of this group. Right. And she's and so hoping to get the change. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So there's that. But it did make me laugh when she was like, you know, our daughters are around the same age. We have to get them together. And Lisa Rose looked like a play date. But then it was Sutton's <laughs> idea. But then in the confession, she was like, actually, I don't think we'll be having a play date with <laughs> That made me laugh. I was like, Sutton. Oh, I hollered. Bitch. I love Right. It. <laughs> I hollered. And Sutton doesn't realize yeah, either man. that she could literally like, Sutton, if, if she leaned, I, I think she's having like an internal conflict because she knows that like last season, her coming in and like abruptly mixing it up and like saying things that other people wouldn't. She knows that that got her favor with the audience, but also like, you know, that like when you're full time, that might not always be the case. And plus, but you like have the choice of like, if you want to be like the fan favorite, like you can be over here because you're, you're like, you're off camera friends with Garcelle. Like y'all are close and everyone loves Garcelle. Y'all could be a duo. Like y'all could tear through Beverly Hills and like give us everything we need. Yes. Or you could be over here in that villain spot and kind of shake it up. So I feel like she's trying to, she's trying to toe the line between both, but I don't know how long she'll be able to do that. Yes. And you know what? I just realized that she allegedly didn't get her diamond last season because she couldn't film her kids. But mm-hmm. I guess now that Porter is of age, she can film. But I'm like, right. no offense to this young girl, but I'm like, is this what y'all was worried about being on TV? I'm not. Right. <laughs> I mean, she's she's just so, I wouldn't even say she's regular. The girl is Sutton. Mm-hmm. Just exactly. less, honestly, less exciting. Like, and that should say right. something. <laughs> and you know what? Like, I, as soon mm-hmm. as she popped up on screen, I was like, wait, 
Sutton's kid. Well, what do you mean Sutton's daughter? Like I thought they couldn't be on this show, but then when she started talking about being in a sorority, I was like, oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha, okay. Yeah. So and now, now the dad doesn't matter. <laughs> right, right, right. Because she can choose, just like Spencer on OC with Tamara. Um, it made mm-hmm. me wonder: is like, were they sponsored by Kappa Kappa Gamma? Like they talked about it for so long and they were like going back and forth and shading each other in a promotional way they were talking about kappa kappa gamma the way like when a job interview asks you what are your weaknesses you somehow still give them like an additional strength you always say something like my my weakness is that i just don't know how to stop i don't give myself (laughs) time i just keep working and i right i really wish that i could do better at that you never say like i have terrible time management you always say i just commit 200 percent and i need to take more time for me i can't quit until it's actually done i'm just so committed to getting it done i have to get it it's just i'm so hard on myself and i'm a perfectionist because i want everything (laughs) to be perfect i'm such a virgo that's it like that's that's what they were doing with kappa kappa gamma like well we call it kappa kappa genius oh no now we're just known as like the pretty girl there's something well back in my day we were the pretty and fun and popular girl well now we're all very smart oh you guys like, <laughs> it's like wow right like i'm maybe i need to check the sorority out when i go to college like okay like get out oh, of here my God. i literally went to instagram to see if kappa kappa gamma said anything but i guess they can't even show like favoritism on there but if this girl was like <laughs> running for like sorority president or pledge captain or something she got it now oh she got it yo yeah she come back and next season with a title <laughs> yeah i give her that yeah absolutely um okay so now we have to get into the real thing Go ahead, tell the people what you think. Did she know? How much do you think she knew? I think we all know she knew something. And I think everyone toes on the line of, did she not know anything at all? Did she know some and chose not to know more? And whether or not we feel empathy for her choice of ignorance. Mm-hmm. I was about to say That's where I get bliss. off. Right. Because I'm like, ignorance is bliss. But if my name is in a lawsuit, mm-hmm. it's not blissful. Blissful means I'm not being sued. Right. Being unblissful means that there are multiple suits against me. She was sued the, t- the year before uh, uh, for very similar things. I don't give two flying fucks if he never told her a single thing about their taxes, finances, anything. If my name is on a piece of paper that says you are going to appear in court, mm-hmm. it's you, girl. I'm going to find out. Because again, like I said on the Patreon, Tom cannot represent her if he's also in the suit meaning she had access to this information beyond tom if she ever had to go Mm. to court one day she would have had answers to why she was there she can see the charges it's public information she has other lawyers yes he was powerful yes i understand all that but google is also doesn't care who who tom girardi is google hello look it up in the courts (laughs) i look it up all the time i literally look up people constantly to see who's in there what's happening Right. I need to know everything. I want to know who the judge on the case. (laughs) Thank you. And if I'm being sued, I'm going to look it up. Not to mention, we have to remember, she was deposed or asked to be deposed two times beforehand. Meaning they were always going to come after you. And for me, my conspiracy theory, the reason I do not buy that she is still not in some kind of cahoots with Tom is because every time she's crying about this, her story for why she's upset or why she's divorcing him adds on a new level of detail that matches up specifically with his defense of that time right they kept going through defenses 
And every time she's speaking, at first it was, he was very mean. And then it was, I'm like, okay, so great. He was mean. That's that's a reason. Sure, you waited 20 years of him being the same person to finally leave him. Because um, he's been an old man, an old angry man since you've known him, but okay. <laughs> thank gotcha. You. And then you play that one clip from like 2015 and that's it. And right. then secondly, it's like, okay, but also he wouldn't tell me anything about the money and it was hard for me to get answers from him. And so that's why I left him. Okay, so that was the time of, she had nothing to do with this, please separate our cases and make sure she doesn't get sued. That didn't work. So then it was, he might've been cheating on me. That comes next week when she put up the things of, this is the judge who was fucking my husband. And it's like, <laughs> okay, so it's, I thought he was cheating. You did? So there's that one. And then it was, um, he's, may have dementia and then she's saying oh he was deteriorating in front of me i'm telling him get his eyes checked get his ears checked and that's why i left him so you left him because he had dementia right is that is that the story we're going with like really that's mean hmm so uh, but or is it he was mean because he had dementia which is very common right right get him a, a an aid and stay unless you were like I didn't ask questions. I knew there was something shady, but he told me it was fine. He was getting away with it before I ever met him. So I did not have any reason to, and I, why would she? He got away with it for 30 years. Right. 30 years is a long time to think that something's going to have the jig be up at 80 something years old that he is. So mm-hmm. yeah, okay. I understand it, but you'd be like, I didn't know that it would ever come crashing down this way. And when the money ran out, I left. In fact, out of respect that, there was nothing left for me to be here for. His mean ass was broke. So I left. Right. If you got on there and said, you know what? I started finding out he was doing all kinds of shit and I didn't want no parts of this because I didn't help do stuff and I want to leave. I'm I'm on board with that. That makes sense. That's that makes tangible sense to me. It might be a little brash and harsh. You know, it might be a little but we expect that from Erica. She's right marketed by herself. Hello. (laughs) We'd expect that, but I think you you acting like you don't know what you're being sued for and what's happening. You are you're on TV, first of all. Everybody, that means that you're a fan of television. Everybody I know has a base level, like we all got like a little juris doctorate that's not verified. You know, like we all know yeah. Annalise Keating, we all know Olivia Pope. We know some lawyers on TV. You watch SVU, you got a, like a baseline of what the law is. You mean to tell me you sitting around here, you the only person in the world. People on Instagram know what the hell you being sued for and are doing deep dives on it. And you don't know, really? That's what's a little alarming and concerning to me. Like you're having too much of a time trying to figure out what you're actually outraged and upset about. And the fact that you constantly have a new narrative every single week that just so coincidentally is lining up with everything that Tom is going to court for. Yeah. um, It's a little hard for me. It's a pass. It is almost impossible for me. Mm-hmm. And hey, we mentioned this on um, our Hot Topics episode as well. You know, she absolutely calculatedly did not put on waterproof mascara. Right. She put on the other one. She knew she was going to cry. I don't think her tears were not genuine. I just knew, that, I think that she knew she was going to cry and mm-hmm. she needed to sell it because she was like, I cried about this all morning. By the time I get to Kyle, I'm going to be exhausted and probably not cry again. So if anything does come out, I need to make sure that it mm-hmm. looks sellable. 
Right. Because I haven't seen one of those like black streak tears in a minute. I feel like aren't are all of the commercials L'Oreal, uh, Maybelline, Cover Girl, Cover Girl. <laughs> I mean, like everybody, it, everybody going up and down the Walgreens aisle has a commercial out right now about waterproof mascara. Like even I, I don't wear makeup. Even I know that. Like what are we like really? You just so happen to be on camera one day. You just out and about, and Kyle said, "Meet me here." I just got over COVID. I want to talk to you, and now I'm gonna meet you here. And now let me put throw on a little uh, non-waterproof makeup and meet you. Really? But I, I'll right, give it to her though. Mention, <laughs> she had a makeup line with Too Faced, whose entire brand identity mm-hmm. is their is is their better than sex mascara, which is the best waterproof mascara ever see are you leading me to believe you have no more of your own product in your house you left with everything else in the couch and <laughs> you didn't bring your own brand of cosmetics why not because you had a glam squad for so many years they didn't leave anything they took every single mascara palette with them and you could not go to the cvs you would have your own mascara Hello. in your house in which case it would have been waterproof in which case we would not have seen you crying and here's a hot take erica here's how you sell it better Next time, if you were crying all morning, you were afraid no one would believe you were crying later, put on no makeup. You look raggedy that way. Right. You look like you've been crying. We would see it. You would look distressed. And mm-hmm. no makeup means that you were just so upset that you literally only came to film because you had to come to film. And you just simply don't want to mm-hmm. film. Exactly. And, and then don't you. don't pull the hair back in a ponytail. Leave it out so that you can constantly like finger comb it just so you can, like you know you go through and every time you say something oh you know i just yeah. it's been a yes. hard day and you finger comb through that hair see that th- now you're giving me at least lifetime if you give me lifetime movie network i'm gonna believe you a little bit like you i'll believe you more than what you're giving right now because right now i'm not too convinced i mean granted you were coming for viola davis's neck like you had the snot bubbles appearing and all that kind of stuff. I I believe you. Okay, I I, I get it. You you've been to your uh, you know it's a it's an acting coach on every corner. Maybe you went to Eileen's, you know, bold and beautiful, or Eileen's young and restless yeah. actor, or you know somebody. Maybe, and Kyle, remember, Kyle right. is an actress. She's the little house on the prairie. <laughs> oh no, Bravo! She said, like you got to be impressed by Kyle's ability to get COVID and still bring up to y'all that she's an actress. <laughs> I mean, it's impressive. It's impressive. It is. It's not no shade. It's very impressive. And that's why she did this with Kyle. And she filmed this scene with Kyle. What Mm -hmm. do you think she knew? What is your, where is your conspiracy theory lie? What are you feeling and believing? And do you have have empathy for her? (laughs) I'm, so I still haven't reached the empathy level yet. I think Uh what really did her end for me at least was the documentary coming out before all this stuff actually started airing because me watching that documentary i was like oh even anybody adjacent to him like i'm looking at the people at his law firm crazy i'm looking at him crazy i'm looking at her crazy if they got any maids butlers or any as ramona says the help if she's got any of that i'm looking at them crazy like these people like they didn't just show like one victim of one lawsuit they like ran the gambit like they oh, there were girl, many different like people <laughs> oh yes and it was a lot there of were people plenty of people that won against him mm-hmm. like they sued him for his money and won to me if my spouse is getting sued i'm going to look it up 
Right. I don't care if he told me nothing. You can get around him. He's 80 years old. Right. You can get your own lawyer. He's at work all day. You can go look through some, you can go through his office. They, and to me, if I am, I don't think that this is a Teresa Judak situation. We no. saw Teresa for years be dumb. We've seen Erica mm. for years be calculated. Right. So I, I don't think that you could just, if the, it's true that allegedly the $20 million was transferred to her account and you're being sued at the, around the same time or he has been sued before, it doesn't take mm. a rocket scientist to jump from A to B that he might be trying to hide this money. But also, where did this money come from? And why are you putting it in my account? Put it in your account. Put right. it in your associate's account. Put it somewhere else. You got right. judges in your pocket that you quote, you you are allegedly sleeping with. Put it in her account. <laughs> right. If we're supposed like, to believe it. <laughs> if you want to make sure I have plausible deniability, why would you put it through my account? I know now I can know too much. To me, it's amazing that she's even on this show. I know she needs the money, but like, I have no empathy for her yet. Even though I watched that other documentary, I was like, I don't think she knew a lot of these things, the the details. But to Mm -hmm. me, even though the devil's in the details, it's also in the plan. You knew that the money was coming. No trial attorney has two planes, period. Right. There is not a lawyer on God's earth that has multiple planes. Because, I mean, listen, it's been the questions that I've needed answered a long time, like a long time. I've been very confused as to how, like, I get it. Like, I know lawyers, depending on the people you represent, can have money, money. But, like, it's time to start looking at, like, right. It's time to start looking at how you got two private private plane money. That's a lot of money. Like, I don't know if Tom has ever told us anything he's done at that magnitude. Their, Their lifestyle has always been a little... Uh, it's a stretch to me, a little bit of a stretch to me. I don't know about that. Like, like maybe even if, mm-hmm. go ahead, go ahead. No, I'm like, maybe like, I, okay, like I get you can fund your lifestyle. Like, I get you can live check the check, Erica. If you're doing like the music and Broadway and the book and the the shoes, all this kind of stuff. But even that, forty thousand dollars. What is it? A month? A week? Whatever it is. Yeah, to keep up your lifestyle. I don't, I, that, all of that is a stretch to me. So when this stuff started like raining down, I was shocked, but like, not really, you know, like it it was like now, like pieces I've been missing from the jigsaw puzzle have finally slowly getting put in. I don't know what picture I've been creating. I don't know if I was, you know, it was a Faye Resnick picture or what it was, but it was, the picture is now starting to become whole now that these lawsuits are coming out. And then I'm asking, where's her little glam house? Remember that house that she had that was like just for, like where she had Teddy come? Right. And they were all there and she was like, Teddy has, they was like, you can't have anything but water because we have sushi and champagne. Mm-hmm. I think someone said like that was like a little condo or an apartment in LA. So if that was just hers, because I imagine it is because we haven't heard about it being sold with his assets yet. Why didn't right. she move there? Why did she move to a $10,000 apartment? Right. Or a little house. Also, you See, ran down a list of all mm-hmm. the things you are doing that means you can afford the house that you just moved into and that you're going to be okay only two episodes ago. In which case, right. I don't feel bad that the victims can now ask you for money because he has none and you benefited from it. Right. We watched you spend it. Even if you didn't know where it was coming from, which I don't believe fully, 
to a degree, right. but I don't fully believe you knew nothing. And someone did make a good point. They're like, they've had boyfriends and stuff who have been like, they tell you nothing. They're on the hush, hush, absolutely everything. And a lot of lawyers are like really hush about what they are doing and their finances. I understand that. I understand that if anybody would know how to hold things in and hold their water, it would be a lawyer. Where I think that that ends is that she was named in more than one lawsuit. Right. That is when right. things get open. They didn't subpoena her and say, guess what, girl? We're not going to tell you any details. You just, you're going to be sued. She might have asked them what this means for me. But I think that conversation was more of, do I need to go somewhere? Am I in trouble? And he probably was like, don't worry about it. I'll fix it. Right. And she don't know how he fixed it. He just fixed it. And she's like, well, he knows everyone. He's very powerful. It'll never go anywhere. So she stopped asking questions. But if you're named in losses, you know what the charges are. You knew what they were. You knew exactly what he was being accused of. So in mm -hmm. which case, the idea that you knew nothing about where the money was coming from, to me, is impossible because if my spouse is getting sued, I'm going to want to know why. Right. As often as they like reference blogs and articles and stuff on this show, you mean to tell me all the ones that you aren't reading are about you? Really? Right. And then it's like, especially since I know you know it because you said, well, I'm a gold digger this week and now I'm a, I'm a conspirator next week. Mm -hmm. I'm like, so you did read them. Great. So you'll reread our online, <laughs> but you won't read your own subpoena. Right. Get Girl, <laughs> make it make sense. Especially Somebody. because to me, if you're doing nothing, if you have want nothing to do with it and you were like, this is what is being alleged, I wouldn't spend the money. You were spending it up until right now. Mm-hmm. And if it's naming me, now remember, he was sued more than once, according to the documentary, which is of getting just public information, he was sued more than once for money from victims that never got paid by him. Right. So it's very clear to make, again, the jump. They never got their money. This was their settlement. I know how much money we have. Is any of that money possibly theirs? Question mark. I would think that in my head and for argument's sake, say she didn't think that because she's that narcissistic vein and never thought about anyone else but herself, which would make <laughs> sense because she still has never acknowledged the fact that she could not do this to victims. That that wasn't her first line of tears. She's like, right. I'm going to talk about it, but I'm not going to talk about how I would never do this to another person. I'm going to talk about how this is the worst for me. That is a good point. I, like, okay. I, I hadn't even realized that. That's an amazing point because me as a person, my first thing would be like, I would never do that to someone. I would never knowingly sit there and like ruin these people's lives when I'm trying to like live an extravagant lifestyle. I would never do that. We've, we haven't heard that from her. I don't think online, on the show, no. an interview, no. nothing, nowhere. No, because that's not mattering to her. I honestly think she feels like, why are they mad at me? He was doing it. That's what right. she really wants to say, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Is why am I getting the slap? Because he wasn't spending it like you were. Right. In fact, he was spending it on you. Right. That's you the were thing. the one who flaunted it. You said it was better to be rich than to be poor. I agree. Never been rich. I would love to. But I wouldn't want to take <laughs> it from someone else. Like, right. That is the thing. And again, they people won this judgment against him for years. The twenties, fifteen and seventeen and eighteen, hundreds of thousands of millions of dollars are being alleged to not be paid to these people. I can't imagine the question wasn't, do we need to give them money? Like, is this going to come from our account? And I feel like that probably was the question. And to which he was like, no, you'll be fine. And she's like, okay, I don't have to live any differently. 
But I'm like, okay, so then where is the, where do you think the money is coming from? Like, I, just, I think that she chose ignorance, but I also don't think she's stupid in, at all. Like her default setting isn't dumb. So I also don't think mm. she was that ignorant. I think right. she turned a blind eye willfully so that she can continue to live this way and is now mad at him because she now has to go down and probably harder than he is. Right. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. She absolutely has to go harder than him. Sure. Like, but they should come and get his money because, or your money because you're mm -hmm. the one who spent it. Even if indirectly you spent it, you got to enjoy the luxury. These people didn't even get to have what they were owed. So now See? that you've spent 20 years in private jets and chapels in your house, they can go get their surgery. Thank you. See, it pays. You know, we we downplay a lot. Like, you know, the fandom downplays sometimes when housewives are like overly humble and don't want to say like, you know, get into the finances, all that kind of stuff. But man, oh man, it would have really helped her out in this situation. Because like oh, now all I, all I think about <laughs> is... $40,000 a month? It's really? To be exactly. <laughs> you sing a song about it. And these people right. are going to watch you spend. Oh my God. Little like, did we know it was morally expensive. <laughs> I just was like, Dorit was like, oh, it's cringe to hear everything. I'm like, it's more than cringe. It's disgusting. Like, this exactly. is ridiculous. And now you want me to feel bad for you because you can't afford expensive or really good waterproof mascara? I don't feel it. Not at all. People live in LA for less than $10,000 a month. It's difficult, but they do it. Right. You chose differently. And she keeps calling the house small. I'm like, oh, you really don't give a fuck. Like, you really don't care. And Ugh. what's crazy to me is like, I love that the Fox Force 5 or whatever are like, we're not going to go against Erica because we know this yeah. person. But y'all went after Denise's sexual prowess like, and what she was doing Hello? in her bed <laughs> as if it was yours to know. Like it was, you were owed that information. Now we have actual people who are owed something by your friend, but because she's your friend, you're going to be on her side. Loyalty, no matter what. I can't. It's not our business. Crazy. Because it was Denise, who Denise sleeps with was your business. Right. And you, you felt entitled to that information, but suddenly you yes. want to be a good friend to Erica. Boy, they came on. This whole it, life change came on pretty suddenly, huh? What did Rena say? She was like, I've seen the text messages, but never produced them. But y'all have exactly. seen evidence of this, and you're like, no. Right. No. I've I've seen the documentary. How about that? <laughs> mm. Since we seen shit. Mm. Just, oh, no, mm -mm. not feeling it for Erica. I don't feel bad for her. It's crazy to me that they're all like, well, we believe her. I'm like, I don't know why, but it's nice that you <laughs> want to do that. It's not right. going to play out well at the reunion where I think she's going to go because the rumor is that if you don't go to reunion, at least on Beverly Hills, you only get half your check. And oh. I think she needs all of it. Yeah, she definitely, oh, she, if she doesn't show up at a reunion night, that's really a punk move. But I think she, I think she'll pull the stunt of going, but constantly saying like, you know, it's ongoing litigation. I can't talk about it. I can't do, you yes. know, I can't talk about it. So she'll go to get so that check, but yes. we won't learn anything new. I'm more so she's hoping that, that right. I'm more so hoping that uh, they ask the questions to like Lisa Renna and Kyle why they choose to believe all of this stuff, but are so, you know, hell bent on bringing everybody else's business to the forefront in the past. That's the questions mm -hmm. that I need answered. Yes, I Rena is the, an the truth seeker, but mm -hmm. is not interested in knowing more. She's not even asking the question. Garcelle's the one who was like, do we know somebody different than what we see? Right. 
maybe we don't know her as well as we think we do. And Kyle's like, no, we do. I've been friends with her for so many years. But didn't y'all also say when she filed for divorce, it's Erica. She had to do it this way. She couldn't tell us. Right. So y'all's relationship is that she's secretive and private. But yet you gotcha. know who she is. Okay. Gotcha. Right. <laughs> but Denise asked for privacy and you were like, no, air it out. Right. It's the hypocrisy for me. Yeah, it absolutely is. Speaking of hypocrisy, we're finally at the place where we can feel our feelings on Potomac. Ew. And I am so, so glad that we can do this. <laughs> oh my In God. fact, let's take a very quick break and we'll be back to end with Potomac. Woo-woo. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. We are back with Potomac oh, hypocrisy I meant because it's funny to me that Wendy came for Mia's plastic surgery <laughs> for no reason. We need to talk about production, how they're already being shady. Um, we obviously oh are going to get to the gritty of Potomac, but I saw that Wendy tweeted, and we need to start with this at the top in case people don't know. She tweeted she mentioned and admitted to the BBL, the Brazilian mm-hmm. butt lift or whatever, and they cut it out. So the idea, and, and then they're mainly talking about it in the confessionals, which were filmed well after. So by then they knew that it was going to be probably be cut out. So the mm-hmm. narrative was like she's trying to hide some nips and tucks and got tweaks. But I think she was just trying to generalize, I got tweaks, you know? But she admitted that she got the BBL and the new, and the new breasts. Do you right. think she also got liposuction? Because I think that's what they were trying to show when they pan the camera to her stomach? Oh. Um, I don't... Do you... She looks the same. It's the only thing that really... Like, yeah. obviously, the girls are, you know, sticking Ooh. out like a sore thumb, but in, a, in the best way possible, though. Whoever did the work is uh, did great work. And oh the God. butt yes. obviously Dr. looks... Dr. Michael? Right. I was I wondering... Though, did, my whole thing was like... uh because I think when I was initially seeing pictures, when people were saying like she got like work done, I for some reason was going towards the nose. Like I didn't know if it was contouring or if she like had a nose oh, job or too. what. But I thought that looked different, mm-hmm. like very visibly different. I know right. she had her hairline like lasered or something because that was something that she, I guess, you know, mm. I think that you're all, everybody is super confident in themselves until they see themselves on TV. Oh, absolutely. I think the same thing happened for Jennifer Aiden. She's married to a plastic surgeon, never really got anything done in her mama makeover until she was on TV. Because by then you're like, you know what? I pushed out these kids. They really did take over my body. I'm glad they're here. But I actually feel like I need to tune up if I'm going to be fabulous. 
and Bill Aiden does some good ass work. Uh, let me give him that. He does he some work. Something. Jen, Jen looks good. Okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. I'm like, okay, girl. And Wendy looks fantastic. I mean, it's oh, money yes. well spent. She looks amazing. Oh, yeah. So, but also, isn't like the whole thing about the BBL is they have to take some fat from somewhere and put it in your booty? So maybe they took a little bit That's out of time and put it in the booty. Oh, maybe. So a little two for one. Okay. Because nothing else looks like it needed or that it had any real work done except for her booties and her and her and her breasts. That's it. Let me ask you, because like I, I genuinely like don't know. So like, is there a difference between like the BBLs and like what Kay Michelle had done, whatever she had it done like back in the day? Because like I know yes. they talk about that being like the most dangerous thing a person can do to themselves. So BBLs are also super dangerous, mainly because a lot of mm. where people get them done are outside of the country in places right. that um, may have different standards. Um, though they practice them a lot because they're cheaper than a lot of the surgeries in the U.S., people go and get them done. But it's very, it's very small, like critical work. I believe what K. Michelle had done was the same thing that Cardi B had done, which was the implants. They had like actual like booty implants oh. put in, and they were not put in correctly. Same with Nicki Minaj, but Nicki Minaj's I don't think were put in wrong. But Cardi's were like back. She said it was something like a like a back alley type of uh, surgery that was done. Hey, Michelle That's had, like, right. I think her yeah. implant, like, rupture. And that was right. what happened. Like, it was, like, it, it's, like, what happens to your breast. It's the same thing happened to Yolanda and with her implants in her chest. They so they can rupture or something can happen, and it gets into your bloodstream, and it's, like, free-flowing silicone or saline. And that's Ooh. not great. So My that God. is not great, which always scared me because you are sitting on your booty. So to me, the natural thought would be it could pop because you're sitting, right. you know? So the BBL, though, is I believe they take fat, like your actual fat out of you and put it into your bottom because your body will recognize those fat cells. Okay. It'll adapt to those because it's from your body versus implants are, that's not real. They're not supposed to be in there right there. Like that is something that might be a little bit more complicated. I could be making all this up. I don't know. But this is what I've gathered from watching Botched. 90210, <laughs> Love Hip Hop, Beverly Hills, right. New York. Um, <laughs> I'm going with it. Show. It sounds this good to me. I'm I going am. with it. <laughs> Listen, um, okay. We start off the episode. <sighs> Lots of things here. We, we're gonna we're gonna try to wrap it up, but there's so many amazing things. This, this <laughs> episode just gave me life back, and I'm so excited. Mm -hmm. Um, we have Candace's stepchildren that she calls bonus children someone made a good point they're not really bonus if she has no kids yet <laughs> <That's Right. the laughs> bonus. but it's nice that she considers them like she doesn't want to like say they're hers and i get that as well but she right. loves them more than step do you actually think she's excited to have them in her house because some people say that they think that she's not excited but i'm like then why did you buy a six-bedroom house right i mean you gotta justify having all them damn rooms because uh, you know what? I actually do because you know what? From what we've seen of them on camera, they both seem to be pretty respectful. The uh, I don't know the girl's name, but she seemed like you know a little more reserved, but she didn't seem like mean or anything. She's both of them seemed like really sweet kids. So to her, you know what? It probably was like an opportunity to be like, you know what? I might want kids one day soon. Let me see how a summer of this goes before I jump into that decision with COVID where they're around all day long. So I think, you know what? I think she was probably happy to have him there. You know, he, uh, especially 
you know what she probably was really happy about chris's image as a father has been kind of the focal point on this show before where we heard that like one of his relationships he didn't get to see i don't know if it was all the kids or his oldest child someone he couldn't he couldn't have a relationship yeah. with. yeah and, and so these like, two as well they could not film they it was it was a oh, lot going on around there mm -hmm. so it's interesting that they were able to be filmed now i think she has to show positive feelings about it because he could mm -hmm. lose them again and that i think she does love her husband i i hope that she loves her kids i don't know enough yet but right. he would doesn't want to lose this relationship with his kids again because he's gotten a lot of slack for not talking about his kids and stuff a lot which i mm -hmm. like i don't know why you can't talk about them because their their mother probably was like, no, don't do that. So right. that I mean, that's probably why. But now that there's a good relationship and they're there during COVID, it's a really good sign to me. Mm -hmm. And I think that he needed to buy a bigger house to say, like, look, we have space for them. We're doing this because I am recognizing and acknowledging that I have children that I am right. responsible for, which is your job as a parent. So exactly. glad to hear it. They are not in Potomac. I have to people this information up front. They are very far from Potomac. They're like in Sheltonham or up a marble or something, which is in PG County. Very large population of African-American people, largest mm. in the country in that county. Also, it is a um, very big, big county. And it is um, very affluent. There's a lot of affluence there because a lot of government workers, a lot of people who own their own businesses, a lot of healthcare workers. It's very nice. Um, she's in, definitely in the suburbs. She's just not in Potomac, not even close, about an hour or so. Like, oh, wow. The only person who can put who is Potomac -y right now is still um, Karen. Karen, yeah. Yes. Sheesh. 100%. So, <laughs> and renting, mind you. Oh. <laughs> Don't forget. Need we and never forget. Monique's um, gone. So, yes. so no, <laughs> no more owning in Potomac. That's all right, I guess. And apparently Robin is also building her house. This came from a mixologist. Thank you for anybody who knows the area and cares in Howard County, um, which is outside of Baltimore. It's a planned community, very nice community. It's super family oriented, very suburban. It's like the, think literally big suburbs, sub, the epitome of suburban. That mm. is, it's really nice, great malls. But that's like what kids do on the weekend is go to the mall. Like that's, that is the gist of that area. Um, very nice area. They're building it in like Elk Ridge or something, which is also not Potomac, but not as far <laughs> as where she was. She now can at least probably get to the same airport as all the other women within an hour and a half. <laughs> okay. Crazy. So then since yeah. we're talking about distance, they made a really, really big deal about Wendy. How far is she from? Oh, she's far. Oh, <laughs> she's far. Wendy is in the sticks. Like not, oh. not not to shade the area, it's called Finksburg. It's far. Oh it is far. Oh <laughs> I even I was like, who's doing that drive at night? Right. Like, who's doing that drive in the daytime? Who was doing that drive ever? Like so this is probably her um, last time hosting an event. Gotcha. <laughs> right. Like it's not gonna it's not gonna do that for a long time. Let's see. I can actually pull it up on my maps because. I'm currently in Baltimore. Like I said, I'm at my mom's house. Mm -hmm. Baltimore is probably an, a, about an hour outside of where all these women live, the uh, minimum, like mm -hmm. in, without traffic um, in, in the Montgomery County area closer to Potomac. And 
Fiend, where Wendy is in Fiendsburg is about 36 minutes past me. She's 28 miles further than I am. Ooh. So you're talking about these women from where they were, it's going to take them at least an hour and 40 minutes. Good and that's Lord. no traffic. <laughs> and how often is that? <laughs> so they right. probably child, when did, okay, that's, that's your last event now. I have to tell yeah, Wendy. I'm like, not no, coming we... ever again. Don't ever right. ask me. Ever. Like, let me see. I'm gonna probably do it from where I know for a fact that Giselle <laughs> lives. Um, <laughs> I hate that I'm just kind of a person and a talker, <laughs> but I must give people I love the this. information because Wendy and Robin might need to swap taglines. We're waiting on on Wendy now because <laughs> this is far. Um, right. Let's see. She is. So Giselle alone, it took her um, no traffic today on the using of maybe a possible toll or two. It is about 50 <laughs> miles away you. for a party that you don't even know what the theme is for. Um, <laughs> and it's about between an hour and five minutes to an hour and 15 minutes, no traffic. Now, need I remind you, Giselle lives outside of the nation's capital in the county that literally everyone, senators and otherwise, live. There's traffic. There's nothing but right. traffic. It's the DMV. Like there's oh, traffic every day, everywhere, all the time. That sounds real. Like we got a cavalcade and all that kind of stuff too. Yeah, that's that's so, that's a little bit of traffic. Yeah. I'm surprised they didn't all take like one of them little motorcades that they all take. Like they, <laughs> they all got in it together and picked up. You right. Know, Karen and Mia did it right. They got a driver. Mm -hmm. And they were like, okay, cool. We will go together and we'll carpool, have some cocktails, talk. All that. Right. We need, I need a, a game or something on the way there. Like we need to, I was, somebody bring Parcheesi or uh, Monopoly or something so we can yeah. actually, let's move this trip along because I'm not coming back to Windy House no more. Never again. Yes. Um, Candace's um, stepkids are able to film. I we talked about that. That's mm -hmm. great. Um, Ashley is very pregnant and having a great time with that. And Michael's a good father. I don't, I'm not impressed by that because why wouldn't you, you need to be so wait. right. <laughs> um, love that Giselle was like, oh yeah, COVID's the reason that Jamal and I are not working. I'm like, <laughs> okay, <Child>. girl. <laughs> like, all right. <laughs> We're not even going to spend time on that one. Um, that's near, that's too easy. No. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We'll see how that works. Love <laughs> that Wendy was late to her own party in her own house. That made me laugh. Right. Like them people drove for two hours to get there and you still late? Like, okay. And I also love that Robin is the mathematician. Last year she was like the <laughs> physics, the velocity of the table was shaking and that was right. this and that's because of this. <laughs> now she's like, me and so actually 28 minus and this and that and 30, 60 that, yeah, you're this many years old. Okay? Like, See, go ahead, Robin. You better show up. These little scenes like this is why that show in particular is so great. Like, I would have never, like, I, I can't tell you how hard I was laughing during this scene because Mia, like, genuinely just, like, was not embarrassed, like, anything like that. She's like, oh, wait, wait, how old am I? Like, wait, know what I say? Oh, tw no, it's 20. And, like, you know, with Housewives, you got to kind of think for a minute. You're like, wait, is she being for real or is she really trying to, like, make us think she's younger than she is? Or, like, what's going on? Like, you, I love that we got to, like, think about this stuff on so many levels just from the fact that, like, Robin is counting out that that math didn't work. This is my kind of show. It might be too early for Mia to be doing that because she just got here. I hope so, yeah. I, yeah. I think so. Because I, just to insert myself again, because why not on my own show, 
Um, (laughs) I don't ever remember how long me and fiance Maya have been together. I always forget. I forget constantly. I honestly, I think this year it's seven years. It may be eight. I don't know. I don't know at all. Like I truly, after two, it's like, yeah. (laughs) Honey, after like a week, I was like, okay, great. So we're doing this for a long time. Okay, cool. Just let me know if you get done. Um, so I could tell you no, like, right. <laughs> like, and then once we got engaged, like, don't we start over? She's like, I mean, yeah, we just said like together for this and engaged, like, or married for that. I'm like, oh, right. You want me to remember two amounts of time? That's right. crazy. Like, like that's don't be doing okay. that. <laughs> um, what I didn't love in this episode was Juan Dixon not being able to literally recognize that Robin is depressed. Like this was like yeah. classic case to me. Like I'm not trying to diagnose her, but it's not like there was no empathy for the fact that she is, she was struggling. She had mm-hmm. a tax situation happen last season that now they didn't know how, you know, COVID would impact their filming. That's her bread and butter, her mm-hmm. and all of her other types of business ventures. It, it all got stressed because of COVID and she's just trying to make sure she can uh, provide for her family. And also just everybody was feeling different things during COVID. So the fact that he was like shading her with symptoms that did sound very much like textbook cases of depression or, or experience or being depressed. So even Absolutely. if she didn't have depression, maybe being depressed, which are different. I'm like, why you so her sleeping all day and then wanting to not even do things around her own house that sounds like you should probably be asking her are you okay and not Mm -hmm. get yourself together i'm unattracted to you right it it, that was the wrong message yeah it's a lot especially because like us as a society too i feel like so many of us went through that last year too that like we immediately were like Oh no, that sounds like what we like in my house were going through. Like we didn't want to like get up all the time. Like, you know, like I'm someone that's like, I'm okay with being in the house. I'm okay with going out. Like it's whatever for me, but there are like, like my sister is a very much like a social butterfly. So like, she like needs to be out there. She gets her energy like an extrovert from other people. So like people were like genuinely like going through it during COVID because yes. they couldn't, they had nowhere yes. to get their energy from. And he did, yes. he needed to recognize that. And hopefully, cause I think she's going to be sharing this story like throughout the, the entire film. And yeah. I think her and Giselle are going to talk about it. So I'm hoping that that's a good one. I always feel like she, she really kind of, like you said earlier, she's one that like, I'm always invested in what's going on in her household. Yes, her home storyline to me is a major character arc for her. It goes mm-hmm. full circle. We started one way. Now it's like, oh, we're at the top. And then like, oh, wait, is it a happy ending? We don't know. Like, it's, There's always something to focus on in her house. And I think that is a major deal because that's half mm-hmm. the battle of being a housewife. But like, yeah, my fiance was the same way. It was hard for her because she likes to talk to people a lot and she likes to be on campus and she learns better that way. So mm-hmm. her trying to do school and finish her doctorate is like, was 10 times harder for her at home because she needs to be in the, she needs to be like a mental person, like in the front of Mm -hmm. the classroom, be able to have access to the professor, take her notes and ask questions and see it. She can't do that on on the the Zoom as easy. It was like a big shift for her. She has to talk to people, see people, get information. And because she couldn't do that, it was really tough for her at first. And she got really like anxious about that. And I mean, I was like, oh, y'all, y'all outside getting sick? Okay, well. (laughs) you can put in an application for me to come out my house when it's over, <laughs> but I might be for the foreseeable future inside. 
Right. And you want us to, like us especially, is probably a lot easier for because like we have podcasts, so we like we're forced to talk to people on like a daily basis anyway and like talk about the stuff we want to talk about. So like I get it for other people, but I was like, oh wait, y'all, y'all still out there coughing? Uh, mm-mm, I'm I'm okay over here. I'm like, yo, y'all are bored. <laughs> I didn't get through any of the things I wanted to do in quarantine because everybody right. had something else to do. I was like, I don't want to be out there. So right. I something else. Like it was a dream for me. Leave. Me, I was good to go. I was right. like, oh, I'm inside. But also, <laughs> I have a lot more anxiety than you know other lot of than like my fiance does. I'm more experienced with the depression and, and the chaos in my mind. Mm, so like when the whole yeah. world is in chaos, I felt more at peace because I'm like, this is my brain every day. Well, right, right. I know how to operate just fine. Other people didn't. I know how to operate in the unknown and the shaking. Me, I did. So I'm just like Robin. I I, I just want to see better for her because the fact that her storyline is her husband wants another kid. He like get yourself together, and I really need, especially women in our community. We see it on Married to Medicine, we see it on Atlanta, we're seeing it on Potomac. Stop making a woman's value be her man and be a man. Oh I'm my sick god! Of it. Oh I am my sick god! Of it. Giselle telling Robin to me, "Your that man will leave you, or like you won't want to lose that man because like you need to make sure you keep his attention because she's depressed." Mm-hmm. No, it needs to be. He needs to be a supportive partner and make sure you're not depressed. Ask if you want counseling. Ask if I can take the kids from you. Like somebody made right. a good point. He's a coach. This was COVID. You are also home, sir. Right. You are also home. They, you're fine. If there, even if it wasn't COVID, there's an off season. They don't have right. practice every day. There is March Madness is when the, the season is done. And I'm telling you, Coppin wasn't making it to March Madness. Right. So in which case, you can actually also help your spouse. You right. don't have to wait for her to cook dinner for your children. That was y'all's kids. Those are your children. Like, I'm what so is glad you said Giselle? that. Yeah. And then Karen did the same thing to Giselle about the fiery box. Now, is it funny? Yes. <laughs> yes mm-hmm. let's talk a little bit about this feud back and forth because we love to view it but i need her to stop saying that's why you can't keep a man it's because exactly. she has a fiery box did you think that she was alluding to an std or were you thinking that she was like a hoe? so when i me initially i was like wait is she trying to say that like giselle is out here giving people like you know like has an std i was thinking that route but then karen i was like well maybe she's talking about it like you know it's literally a hot box because it has so much action or friction or you know so with karen is you know i feel like you know we all we all love this cast as a whole i'm one of the people that like i feel like people kind of excuse a lot when it comes to karen and that's usually one of the signs you know like i feel like usually that's one of the times when you can tell like some people haven't necessarily watched this show as long as they have. Like some people jumped in season five to see the fight. And you know, that's when like Karen was at her funniest during season five. So yes. like we've all like, you know, like I, I've i always thought that like, I'm like, okay, I love Karen, Karen's hilarious, but Karen be lying sometimes. Like it's okay to say that Karen lies, like all housewives lie. But like some people try to act like, you know, Karen's never told a lie in history. And so like when something, when sometimes like something like this happens, I feel like people like will excuse, like that statement was one like that. That's why you can't keep a man. Cause I hate, I hate that so much. That That's so annoying at this point. But then like the, the whore from Hampton thing, like if there was another housewife, y'all would be like, you know, like we got on Kenya Moore 
so bad last season about slut shaming and all this kind of stuff like yes like you know we get tired of like those kind of words being thrown around and i thought we were over it but like nobody you know it, it seems like sometimes nobody cares that karen does those kind of things but it's not just karen it's like it, it we can say that about a lot of other housewives too and i'm that narrative especially with the african-american housewives Oh, it's so tiring. I'm glad you said that because I'm so sick of like us constantly being like, well, she, that's why she can't keep a man right there because she always this, always that. Or the thing was like, maybe like, let's say Candace, for example, if we're talking about Potomac, they'll be like, see, I don't know why that man married or she acts like this or she acts like that. And it's like, you know what? Are we really like still censoring the man and all of these people's lives? Like, are they really nothing without men? Like, is that what we're doing? So how many of these men on these shows does it matter that they can keep? I'm sorry. Hello. The bar is in hell. <laughs> and secondly, <laughs> is this kind of rhetoric that makes it impossible for women like Ashley to believe that they can leave? Thank and they end up putting you. up with these kind of men like Michael, right. who have her looking completely stupid out here because mm -hmm. they don't want to lose their man. Same with Teresa. Went to mm -hmm. whole jail. I'm sorry. Like, are you, are you, I'm not going to jail for Taking you. I don't pictures. care what it is. Right. Like, you're not everything just because you have a man. I don't know that many men, especially on these shows that are actually worth this, even this kind of rhetoric, this kind of propaganda. I don't. Right. Because I, I have a hard time believing, like, don't get me wrong. You know, I love me some Portia, but I have a hard time believing Portia would have tried nearly as hard to make it work with Dennis all these times, if she didn't think that Kenya would be the first one there to say, see, you can't keep a man, you can't keep a man, that's why I'm married, nanny, nanny, boo-boo. Like, I have a honestly, hard time believing Not even that. just Kenya, I think her mom, too. I honestly think she would have been like, oh, oh yes. I'm going to disappoint my Miss Diane for being mm -hmm. um, a baby mama and divorced and not having a husband. As if yep. It's not a big deal that she bought that big house by herself, has her own empire, and Hello? is literally a good person. Like, right. Exactly. And that's why we're made, we're led to believe that she might be with Simon because she it's so much more important and valuable to her and she has a man than anything else. And mm -hmm. that's just un it's un it's un unfound. Now, have you heard the theory around why Karen said um that's why you went to Sing Sing? The uh oh okay, so the uh the like the her having supposedly a mental break. Yes, her possibly having a mental mm -hmm. breakdown. So the rumor has it, and then I'll get your opinion on it if it was okay. too below the belt, Kendrick. Mm -hmm. um, so for people who don't know, the rumor was when Cameron said that she, that's why she thought she went to Sing Sing, she said on Watch What Happens Live that she thought that Sing Sing was some kind of like, it wasn't the prison, but it was like, the, like a mental health mm -hmm. facility or hospital for um, psychiatric care. And the rumor was that Giselle and Jamal have been together since high, since college in, at Hampton University, where I went for one semester. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and they, he got a girl pregnant. So he was starting early, allegedly. Mm -hmm. And it made Giselle have a breakdown, in which case she needed to possibly seek psychiatric attention and care at a facility like that. <sighs> And if that is true, even if it's not true and it's always been a rumor, I think that Karen went really far. But Very then I low. also <laughs> recognize 
that it she went as far as she knew the person who was it was sparring with her would also go because the whole yeah. I'm going to expose your cheating truth, your tax truth, your this truth, this mm. all these things. I think gave Karen what she thought was the range to go ahead because they were on equal level and equal playing field at that point. What do you think? I can definitely I can definitely believe that. I feel like Karen and Giselle both. I feel like they always feel like they need to come with like not a warning shot. I feel like they're both ready to like aim, take target and shoot every single time they get in the room with each other. So I definitely can believe that if she thought that I hate that though. Cause like, you know, we're supposed to be breaking down these kind of mental stigmas. So that's one that I'm, I'm anxious to see like how that plays out at the reunion. I'm wondering if Giselle is going to confirm if that's true, like if it actually did happen, then I hope she does actually say like, yeah, I went through a time where I was really, you know, I was just really bad. Like I was going through a lot. I didn't have the, you know, the capabilities to deal with it. So then, you know, I, I, I seek help, which a lot of people should do. So I'm hoping she actually leans into it if it is true so that she can actually help a lot of people out there that are actually watching the show. And I hope that Karen actually takes responsibility and says, you know what, that was lower than I'm ever willing to go and just like apologize and own it so that they can be done yeah. with that. Cause I don't like, I don't, I don't want to see that drag out. Because we also need to get rid of mental health stigmas in mm -hmm. our community as well, specifically. We need yes. to get rid of it in the world, but I'm saying I keep watching this play out on so many shows that do have us as a cast and it's stressing right. me out. Because right. we, see, we used to see even on Married to Medicine and they're freaking doctors. Right. The way they even used to treat Gregory, like he wasn't a real doctor because he was a psychiatrist. I'm like, actually, you all could benefit from seeing someone who specializes in the brain. I'm very confused. <laughs> right. That's like, oof. That is yeah. the whole thing. Like, we also deserve to be, to have some kind of like mental help. Like I don't know very many college students who could survive the pain and the anguish um fully like maybe not even survive but like who could get past it their boyfriend getting another girl pregnant right if especially you think about when, it that way because it, it it doesn't like like for a face like not even like a theory to me at this point like you knew that like when they got together giselle was probably both of them actually were like okay this is the one at some point you know we'll do whatever now but we're gonna get married like, this is my future. So, like, I think they always knew they were going to at least try to be, quote, unquote, that couple. And so her, again, like, that derailing, that plan so hard, or not derailing, but, you know, coming in as something that could possibly derail those plans definitely would send me over the edge. Yeah. It's a lot. I completely agree. <sighs> it's, I, I just... This, <laughs> I want better for them, but I also love to watch them spar. I just wish they right. could take it to a place of like, uh, like obvious. Um, because they don't need uh, what to. What is it called? Yeah, they don't need to. They're expert yeah. level readers. Right. They know how to get shady and and really in there without getting too dirty and like you know contributing to certain like. Uh, you know complexes that we have and that that need a lot of readjust readdressing because then it's mm. what makes it hard for someone like Robin to say you know I need to talk to someone because we're like right. okay we're we're gonna just shame it if you end up going talking to someone and we've seen counseling and stuff like on the show 
But then we have this kind of conversation. Like, if, but if it gets to a point where you have a breakdown, that's where we cross the line. Like, no, if anything, we need to be proactively talking to someone so we don't have breakdowns. Right. And especially like when Karen last season, you know, was talking about how hard it was to get Ray to actually go see a therapist when they were having their, like, their so they marital saw the problems. radio host. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And so it's, it's like, you know, pushing how you can. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I am really excited that the show is back. I think they did oh, an yes. amazing job in their first episode. Yes. Um, I had the most fun watching Housewives this week that I've had in such a long time. Mm-hmm. And I've also had the most fun I've had recording with you, Kendrick, in such oh. a long time. Thank you so much for coming on and giving all of your amazing hot takes. Please tell everyone where they can find you and listen to you because I know now they're obsessed all over again. Oh my God. Thank you for having me. First of all, all, you know, I love Patreon, the podcast, everything I can come on. I love talking to you about housewives. That's why I'm always in the DMs. (laughs) Um, So (laughs) y'all can find me anywhere you listen to podcasts, me and you, the housewives of Marvel too, or you can just search my name, Kendrick Tucker. I'll pop up. I'm doing a little rebranding right now. So I'm still putting out episodes regularly. Yes. I'm putting out, you know, I always put out two episodes a week, one usually reality TV related. And then I do like a Marvel. Marvel comic booky kind of episode too. So I'm doing a little rebrand and like less than two weeks, I'll be launching with uh, a slightly new name, new cover, all that kind of stuff. So I want y'all along for the ride. It's going to be fun. Yes. Really quick before you go, because I know you have to get to something else. Um, what are your thoughts really quickly about Loki on Disney plus? And um, what do you feel about its comparison to um, WandaVision? And there are some not not everyone's loving it the same way they were loving WandaVision. So I'm kind of in that boat too. WandaVision for me was the best one. I put Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Loki neck and neck. It really depends on how you, you know, you you preference other things. Like if you like action more, then Falcon and the Winter Soldier is definitely for you. Cause Loki wasn't really action-packed, it was more so developing a story. And so Loki. I, I love the second half. I really did. I like the premiere too, but like two and three kind of dragged on for it to be a six episode kind of slow burn that it was. But I like that it, it it had big implications for all the Marvel stuff that's coming up. So I'm I'm happy it happened. They'll get a season two. So maybe they'll address some of the, the criticism that they've gotten and give us a, an amazing season two. Okay, good to know. I loved WandaVision. I was slow to yes. low-key because I was like, eh, it's not doing it for me like the way WandaVision was. But right. y'all, just like that, he has expert level thoughts and, and amazingly contradicting opinions about <laughs> uh, and some great hot takes on Bravo and Housewives and of course on Marvel because that's the Marvel too. So yeah. thank you so much for coming on. Thank y'all for listening. You know where to find me on all the things. There is so many things happening. You can subscribe to the Patreon if you want to hear our Hot Topics episode. I'm doing some origins of different Housewives uh, franchises and other Bravo shows. Very first episode rewatches. Um, there's Bachelor and Bachelorette that I'm covering right now this season. Off and on, but every week or every other week, I have something up there about that. And other things, if you just want to support me um, and help me pay for hashtag this damn wedding. Um, there's a merch line and all of that is in the links of my bio and in the description notes and you can follow me on all the things at Mixing with Monty, M-I-X-I-N-G 
W-I-T-H-M-A-N-I. Um, if you want to just support me for free, you're welcome to leave a five-star review. And if you don't love it, you're welcome to just go listen to something else. Thank you for listening. I love <laughs> you. Have a wonderful day. Stay happy, stay healthy, stay safe. And if you want to, stay home. Bye. For more about me, Bravo, Housewives, Pop Culture, and so much more, follow me on Instagram at Mixing with Moni, M-I-X-I-N-G-W-I-T-H-M-A-N-I. So you can keep up with me and don't forget to also leave a quick review on Apple Podcasts if that's where you're listening and rate me and maybe give me five stars. Thanks so much. Bye.